If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. All right, welcome to another mini-sode of Song Title Challenge, where the question is, climbers, listeners of this podcast, how would you write this one? What Brent and I do is uh, climbers like you send in your song titles to info at daredevilproduction.com. Production is singular. There is no S. Info at daredevilproduction.com. Please put song title challenge in the subject line so that it gets into the right folder. I store them, and then when Brent and I record the podcast, I spring them live to him on the air and we try to mimic what you should be doing in advance of a writing session or what sometimes happens in a writing session at the very beginning for the first 15 minutes where you're trying to make sure that the concept you have about writing the lyrics is the best concept for the title. And in order to do that, the goal is to get at least four or five different ways to write it and then go back and choose which one makes the most sense because oftentimes it's not the low-hanging fruit that you think it is. And oftentimes that low-hanging fruit is a poisoned apple of cliché. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> so that said, this is a fun, creative exercise. This is not a co-write in any way, shape, or form. So use everything we say. Use nothing we say. We just require that if we did this on the air, you invite us to the number one party, right? That's right. We like the number one parties. Anything you want to add to that, bro? Yeah, I just want to encourage you to dig deeper into your titles. A title is not an idea. A title is just words. It's what you make those words mean, that's an idea. So you just want to get the best ideas you can. Tell them really quick again about how that revives some of your old stuff. Yeah, so I've been collecting titles for, for 25 years, something like that. Wow, crazy. Quarter of a century. So you get some old titles. crap in that so, book. Yes, I do. And they're both old and crappy. And so I started doing my personal song title challenge. I go through, do 10 at a time. I go through, start of one, one through 10. Like this is 1994 titles that I wrote down when I first started going, I want to be a songwriter. And go, I got to pick one of these and I'm going to riff on it for 10 minutes. This will be part of my daily practice. And whatever happens, happens. And I've been amazed, surprised, and very pleased with how many of these really old titles get brand new life in them and end up being stuff I bring into co-writes with pro hit songwriters. And they're like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, yeah, that's 20 years old. You know, <laughs> but the idea isn't, because again, the title is just words. It's what the I energy is fresh as 20 more years or whatever many years 
along in the business I am, my life has changed. The market has changed. I write a new market. Some things didn't work in country and I never wrote them, but I'm like, dad gun, that's a bluegrass idea now, or that's a Southern gospel idea. And it fits and it works and they're excited and we write it. So I feel like I have no shortage of ideas. I just got to keep up with the practice. So I keep getting new stuff out of my old stuff. So it's been fun. There you go. Hey, I mean, not for nothing. You might want to listen to them. Two number ones this year. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> all right. So this one, are you ready, sir? Uh, never at all, but let's do it. This is from Lisa Black. Lisa Black. Thank you, Lisa. So no disrespect to Lisa. I've done this a couple of times before. This title seems a little bland to me. Okay. But sometimes when I think that and I choose to do it anyway, all of a sudden we do some crazy stuff that makes it not bland. That makes it special. Of song title challenge. That's why I hadn't written some of those titles for 20 years. Yeah. It just wasn't that low hanging fruit where I knew exactly what to do with it. It didn't seem that interesting. Be like, all right, I'm on the clock. 10 minutes. Let's go. Oh, oh, what do you know? All right. So here we go. Here's the title. Lisa Black. Thank you for sending this in. Big for my britches. Big for my britches. Big for my britches. All right. I'm just writing that down. She said britches, right? Britches, yeah. Just checking. Not bitches, britches. Yeah. <laughs> I can change our genre real quick. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. All right. Big for my britches. Okay. So with the language of britches, I mean, that is just kind of a country term. And I'm a yeah, country hammer, so. so most things look like country nails to me. So Lisa, thanks for sending this. So, all right. If you brought this in and we're like, we are going to write this. How are we going to write this? The best chance to get us a cut or a hit. Now, britches. It's kind of an archaic term too, right? You don't normally, well, yeah, my britches or whatever. You just say jeans. It's real country. It's real country. So which makes me think, okay, could be kind of a bluegrassy thing uh-huh. where it's just a fun tempo. I got big for my britches. Now she's throwing my clothes out in the street. You know, so you're playing off the pants thing, right? I got too big for my britches. <laughs> yeah. Now all my clothes are in the street. <laughs> Now I got to live in them. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like she's throwing me out. She's throwing all my stuff out. I think it has to have a wink to it, a wink and a smile, just because that phrase is somewhat silly, right? Right. You say britches. Come on. It's not like there's going to be a tearjerker. I just don't think the language allows for that. I think if you play me this ballad and this weeper, like she's gone and I just, I'm crying here, drinking my Jack Daniel and you hit the course. It's like, I got too big for my britches. And I'd be like, what? You know, like, crying in your beer song. You're like, oh, like, boy. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah, like all of a sudden that goes cheese. So yeah. I think it has to <laughs> have a wink and a smile to it just based on the wording of that. I think it just has to. So a bluegrass thing, which is just a lot of picking. And I got too big for my britches. Now I'm, what else? She's throwing my clothes out in the street and all my pants are in the yard. I got an idea. Yeah. Like you said, super up-tempo, super tongue-in-cheek, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and just talk kind of like a wisdom song. Mm-hmm. And just tell different stories about how you how you got too big for your britches. Yeah. So basically what that means for, so no climber left behind, big for my britches is basically like, you got too full of yourself. Yeah. You got arrogant. You got cocky. Yeah. Yeah. And you got your comeuppance. Something happened. You got cocky, you got arrogant, and usually something. That's a cool concept in the sense that it's self-deprecating. I think there's a lot of artists that might like that, Mm -hmm. that have the character to say, that's part of my brand. Or some artists who maybe need to go that way on their brand. That could be a song. It could be a vehicle to help them humble them in the public eye or something. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. And you can add on words to the beginning, add them onto the end. Like, I ain't too big for my britches. What can that do? I ain't too big for my britches. I just 
Yeah. I just know who wears the pants around here. Maybe because I know who wears the pants. <laughs> there you Maybe go. Maybe because my girl keeps me humble. I ain't too big for my britches because I know who wears the pants. <laughs> that's, there you go. You there, know, okay, so see, be, this uh, is already working into something cooler than what the title was at the beginning. Yeah, like and yeah. so it's all in there, right? So that's going, it's still self-deprecating and she wears the pants kind of thing yeah. that a lot of dudes can relate to. Putting and, the girl on the pedestal. Exactly. Like she runs a show. So honoring her humble yeah. about it. And you could also make it a third person song where maybe it's not the singer saying that he's the one riding shotgun in the relationship, but it could be. And he said, ain't too big for my britches. Cause I know who wears the pants or it could be like, I ain't too big for my britches. Cause I really am all that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I ain't too big for my britches. It could be a cocky thing, man. Yeah. But also you could weave into that. I'm humble, but look, these are just facts. They ain't bragging, they it up. Yeah. You're not going to find Aaron Rodgers going, ah, shucks. Well, I'm just trying to do the best I can. No, you're the number one guy. He's doing the championship belt. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're one of the top three highest paid people in the NFL. Like, dude. Yeah. It's like, ain't too big for my britches. I just know who wears the pants. I know I'm the man. I like that. I just know who wears the pants. I know who wears the pants. And so I keep going to the britches and pants thing just because it fits. It gives it a nice twist at the end, especially if you do like top the courses, something, something too big for my britches, da 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 And then at the end, it's like, ain't too big for my britches. I just know who wears the pants. You know, like the night that it's fine. Like you get the title in there twice, but then there's that zinger on the end that makes you go, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. nice I ain't too big for my britches. I just know who wears the pants. <laughs> So it's that thing, the ways you twist it. She ain't too big for her britches. She just knows who wears the pants, meaning, yeah, she knows she got me. She's cocky, but it's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it could be that thing too. Okay. Hey, hold on a sec. What if maybe this is too sophisticated to be able to unpack in a three and a half minute song, but mm -hmm. what if there was a way to sort of bring up some of those clever things that your girl will do, demonstrating she knows how to communicate with you when you're mm -hmm. type A man all alpha male, but she's the one that can get through to you and describe a couple of those things. And then you realize she's always guiding you, right? She's keeping you yeah. on the right trail. And that's because you ain't too big for your britches because you know she wears the pants. <laughs> yeah. So it's a story thing. You can give some examples of that, like how she keeps you in line. Yeah. Like how she can defuse a bar fight before I'm ever going to do it. Like she, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And maybe you're just thinking about the countless times she saved your arse. Mm -hmm. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. 
It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. And from whatever, yeah, getting hurt, going board. to jail, yeah, you know. Another thing could friend. be because it's just big for my britches. So maybe I'm pretty big for my britches because I've seen her in those shorts. Like she's my girl. So yeah, I'm pretty big for my. Can britches. you do that in country music? I'm pretty cocky. I feel pretty confident about myself. Pretty good about myself because that's my girl. Have you seen my girl? Heck that yeah, sounds I'm big sexual. For my <laughs> I mean, because I like that for a rock song. Well, yeah, there are other ways to play with. The Maybe that's just where my mind went when you said that. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm big for my britches, not in. But it's, you know, going, wow, have you seen my girl? You'd be pretty cocky, too, if that was your girl. And he's not saying oh, he's too big that's for his good. britches. He's saying, yeah, I'm pretty big for my britches. Yeah, like you might have heard of me. <laughs> you know, have you seen her in those shorts? Of course, I'm pretty big for my britches. Of course, I'm fairly confident and kind of cocky because look at my girl. Dude, you would be too. And it's a way to really shine the light on her going, yeah, if I, yeah. If I got a cocky smile because she's got curves. She's whatever. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. You're at the bar. You're getting a drink for you and your girl. And there's some other dudes over there and they notice the girl and they're like, holy crap, look at her. Yeah. He's like, I know she's hot, right? They're like, yeah. You know, like whoever's dating her, that's one lucky man. And he's like, you might have heard me, you know. <laughs> and then goes Allow over there. To introduce myself. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Allow me to introduce myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else? Let's see what else. So big for my britches. So we've got the I've gotten my comeuppance because she's throwing my clothes out because I got cocky and kind of took it for granted. But you also have the other thing is like I'm feeling cocky because I'm so thankful she's mine. She keeps me in line because she wears the pants. Let's see, big for my britches. It could be about the holidays. Seriously, it could be a Christmas song about overeating. Muffin top. I'm getting big for my britches because <laughs> Joey's donuts, Thanksgiving pants and friends. I'm fitting into my mouth. <laughs> my wife and I were having this conversation just uh, yesterday. I, I got my BMI statement. I was real happy with that big number until I realized, oh, wait, I'm a member of ASCAP. BMI body mass index. Holy crap. <laughs> so... Not the BMI statement I wanted. So, <laughs> You're like, um, oh, we're getting paid. Oh, no, we're going down the tubes. <laughs> oh, no, never mind. I'm getting fat. So <laughs> anyway. Can you do something like, and I'm asking trend-wise right now, can you do something like a Big Bad Bill of Sweet William now, where maybe you start off that first verse, where maybe it's just like a two-verse thing, right? First verse is you're getting your butt kicked out on the lawn. You're too big mm -hmm. for your britches and now all your clothes are on the front lawn. And then you learn how to do it better. So it's not like a three-part play, but is that still too, I mean, is that out of date, that structure? That might idea? be a little bit. You might be able to get away with that a little bit more. A bluegrass thing in certain country lanes. What's that twist, you know? Basically, you're saying he's gotten humble, so he ain't too big for his britches anymore. Yeah. So you're going from, yeah, I was too big for my britches. Here's what happened now. No, and I mean, no. if you write it right, you could set that whole thing up in two lines and well, that's the thing. That could be the course, basically. Oh, that's when I get idea. big for my britches, my pants end up on the lawn and da 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 So I'm not too big for my britches because I know who wears the pants, yeah. Yeah, I get too big for my britches. She reminds me who wears the pants or whatever. And so you can kind of get that whole thing of, yeah, I screw up and she puts me back in line. And I screw up and she puts me back in line. Could be a thing. 
Love it. But there are other things besides love. Is it talking smack to the guy that knocks you on your butt? Could be that, like a party bar fight yeah. kind of approach. You get too big for your britches and now my just wild boys because I spent too much money on something. Maybe we get too big for our britches, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it could be a funny song. I was mentioning the holiday song or whatever, just getting overweight. No, I ain't cocky. I'm just big for my britches because I overeat. It's just a pure comedy novelty thing. Um, big for my britches. A lot of looks at it unless you got something else festering in there. A lot of things festering, but that's mainly just personal issues. Um, <laughs> no. And this uh, weird pustule that just won't It's this thing. I'll land it. It'll be fine. So I don't know. I, I mean, there are others because there are always other ideas. Uh, but I think the big thing is a wink and a smile is is just important because of the wording on this. And of course- Yeah, if you try to make it serious, it's going to be cheese. Exactly. I mean, because it could be a Blake Shelton kind of thing. Big for my britches. He'd say britches. Yeah, he would. And I'm pretty big for my britches because how she looks in that skirt or because you look so good in that skirt. Maybe make it a me, you thing where you're bragging on her to her. There you go. And by the way, there's still going to be a double entendre in there, which I think you can get away with in country. Yeah, because it depends on how you what you build around it on how much you how much of an Easter egg that is how much you shine a light on that being a double on Just make sure you leave it as an Easter egg for people with dirty minds and that's it. And they can laugh. Don't paint the picture. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Because it's still going to have a wink and a smile. Right. So. Right. But yeah, so a Blake kind of lane could be that. Or more of the Brad Paisley humorous type thing for mainstream country. Or just the cocky. I mean, could it be that dirty kind of Southern rock kind of thing? You know, I ain't too big for my britches. I just know who wear the pants. I ain't too big for my britches, but I'll roll all over you. It could be a more aggressive rocker kind of thing. Yeah. You get too big for your britches. Well, you're about to wear my boots somewhere. <laughs> right, right. You exactly. know, that kind of thing too. Like, I'm not so big for my britches. I'm going to ever outkick my coverage. I got you. I own you. <laughs> exactly. So that could be a thing too. Again, kind of flipping it to big for your britches. You're getting pretty big for your britches and I'm about to put my boots somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, going with the clothing thing, just because I think it's a natural fit to do something like that. I'm about sure. to knock you on your back pocket. <laughs> so hopefully that's go. helpful. All right. Well, if Lisa wants to work on this with you privately, what can she do? Sure. I do coaching. I do coach writing. I give song feedback. So basically I can help you prepare your song. I can help you repair your song. All that good stuff. Happy to do that for you. You can get all the details. You can see my calendar and you can book a session at songwritingpro.com slash coaching, songwritingpro.com slash coaching. And by the way, Merry Christmas, because this drops on Christmas Day. Merry Christmas. Yes. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, it brings us to the end of another killer song title challenge. Send in your titles, as many as you like. There's no restriction to info at daredevilproduction.com. Please put song title challenge in the subject line. It's easy to do. Please do that. Otherwise, I don't know that's going to get deleted or not. (laughs) So don't bother sending it if you don't put song title challenge in the subject line. I think I've made that clear now. And then we'll get it in the right place and we'll read it on the air. This podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. What would you do to achieve the American dream? 
the big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.